Hey, this is Allison. And this is Britt. These are the true stories about the good, the bad, and the funny. Shared by you, but told by us. This is GabFest. Let's gab. Hey guys, welcome back. We are doing a topic today on siblings. We thought it would be really fun to reminisce. I was thinking, I'm like, we are a podcast put on by siblings, why was this not our first episode? True. I don't even <laughs> probably, know. probably true. It just came to us recently, yeah. this idea. Well, and it's funny because it gives me some hope. Reading some of these, I'm like, okay, if these people are now adult friends that you feel like are respectable human beings, I'm not so scared for my children <laughs> because I am yeah. aware and like in the thick of when they're fighting mm-hmm. and driving each other crazy. Mm-hmm. And I also kind of wondered did any of these people turn out to be serial killers? <laughs> Because some of this stuff is next level. I am like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like some of these older brother situations. Oh my gosh. Like they just tortured. And so, so, yeah, it does give you hope because, you know, my kids fight, but we haven't reached the torture phase. Yeah. We haven't reached, you I know, we don't. prisoner of war situations. Yeah. Did you but, get submissions like that? <laughs> a few. Oh my but gosh. when I was talking to like one of the girls, even today, I was going back and forth with her who, she was one that submitted. She was like, oh, my older brother, this one was this level of mean, and this one was that level mm-hmm. of mean. And then me and my sister, we would get scratches all over our body. And I'm like, okay, I still i am associated with this person, and she's a, a respectable human it woman. It traumatize and it, her And you know completely. what? She came out okay. Yeah. She's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is I always wanted an older brother, not like in place of you. Uh, okay. <laughs> but like, I just wanted an additional, like, older sibling. Uh-huh. I actually quite liked being the youngest. I bet. <laughs> There's like a little less responsibility put on you and my personality is very much suited for the younger. Don't you think? Yeah. And your personality is very much suited for the the older older sibling. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted an older brother. Reading these, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Some of these brothers are are pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, So I want to, I'll start one off. Okay. So this was, I guess, intended or maybe framed to be a helpful thing to the younger brother. So there was an <laughs> older brother, an older sister, and a little brother. Okay. And their parents were gone for the day. Mm-hmm. That's so, always when it goes down. I know. Do you guys, I feel like we can't leave our kids home alone <laughs> like we used to. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about today that we can't do anymore. Like we used to. And kind of wish we could. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, they all survived. It's fine. <laughs> so anyway, this brother, the littlest brother, really wanted to play basketball, mm-hmm. but he was afraid of a ball. Okay. He was just afraid of the ball getting past. He was scared. Okay. So the older brother's like, all right, we're going to get we're get gonna, you so you are not afraid of the ball gonna anymore. We're going to cure this fear. Yeah. The little brother <laughs> and the sister's just in the middle kind of compliant and helping. Sure, sure. The little brother, I guess, was in agreement. Like, okay, I'll do what, what it takes. <laughs> so the older brother duct tapes the boy to the garage <gasps> door. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, maybe the sister assisted. I'm not sure. Duct taped him to the garage I mean. door and started throwing <laughs> basketballs at him. Just, and I'm like, hold on, pause. <laughs> that would make it worse, wouldn't it? Well, I thought maybe they taped his lower half and had his arms free, no. so he couldn't move away. And she <laughs> said, no, no. <laughs> The arms were taped. She specified this was not an exercise in catching. This was an exercise in conquering your fear. Being okay with getting hit by the ball and not freaking out. Well, was the little boy basically crying the whole oh, time? Yeah. So basically my brother's just sitting there, sadistic, <laughs> older brother, just throwing a basketball at his little brother taped to a garage door. She's like, good thing we didn't open the garage door. Or the oh parents, you know, didn't roll up, open the garage door and he's duct taped to the garage door. And I'm like thinking, I don't. He probably to- never played basketball again in his life, yeah. and he's traumatized. And anytime any object comes near yeah. him at a certain velocity, yeah. he's like, you know, bursts into tears. <laughs> but I'm like, this would make my neighborhood so much more entertaining if this stuff was allowed. If you were to just be going doing on. your dishes and looking out the window, and there was a kid <laughs> duct taped to his garage, yeah. and his siblings were hurling basketballs at him, and people are. I mean, and I'm the same way. Like, if I see something like semi dangerous going on, or like a little bit, I'm like on it. What's going on? Out yeah, there? I'm on it. I'm out there being like, guys, let's mm-hmm. not. Moms, they were smart back then. They were like, no, this is hilarious. <laughs> And not my monkey's not my circus, so go ahead and just do it, and I'm not going to intervene, but everybody (laughs) intervenes now, including Uh me, I do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this girl messaged me, and she said that she had a younger sister and then three older brothers, Okay, and so her older brothers always picked on the little sisters, and they had this Halloween mask, and they nicknamed it the Gar, 
Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what it looked like. So she described it to me as like a decaying face. Oh. With like mummy bandaging all around like strips. <laughs> and it was like. So a, just terrifying. Instead of just like a f- mask that like goes on your face with rubber band around the back. It was like one of those pullover ones. Okay. So it looked like a real head. Mm-hmm. And they would just hide around the corner and jump out. And the littlest sister was like six years old. <laughs> like that would be horrifying. Yeah. And so obviously the parents were like boys, boys, you stop that. And so they weren't allowed to do it. Making it all the more, like, like enticing. Tantalizing. Yeah, they just want to <laughs> So obviously, keep... the whole point of having older kids is so they can babysit the younger kids. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. No, but Depends of course... Depends on the older child's, like, Right, maybe the guard boys should not be allowed to babysit the younger ones. But uh-huh. yeah, they would still bust it out, like, every time their parents were gone. Mm-hmm. And, of course, made the little sisters, like, scream and cry. And this girl said her younger sister, to this day, has nightmares about the gar. You guys, <laughs> the gar. <laughs> the gar. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. Well, <laughs> you know, it's just funny the things that kids, like, nickname. They come up with things, you know. <laughs> Um, we used to use the word Gunther as like a swear word. Do you remember that? Yes. We would be like, oh, we'd man, drop just, something and we'd be like, oh, Gunther. Gunther. Like it was just the weirdest like, thing. Just, yeah, these random words just come into your mind and they just stick. Yeah, and it becomes like this funny little thing within your family. So the gar. Now, oh, I just they, think I just stepped in some Gunther. Gunther. <laughs> now, okay, so now that I'm thinking about it as an adult, that could be something you could prank them with. But it sounds like this is not something you would want to prank her with. Um, as well, an adult, oh, as, oh, I should get a hold of that mask, and when she comes to visit, oh, you know her, I know her. Oh, <laughs> yes, you should. But she's not the one that has nightmares; it's her sister. Oh, that okay. Has nightmares. Yeah, they could easily prank her now and keep it going. Yeah, but she would probably not appreciate that. Right. And once again, that's a topic of therapy for her weekly sessions. Okay, so talking about like long term effects, effects, <laughs> long term damage that uh-huh. siblings do to each other. This family, they had four sisters, mm-hmm. one little brother. You know this family. Okay, great. The little brother was the youngest. Mm-hmm. So they convinced this little brother that parents were only capable of having one gender of child, <laughs> but the government allowed them to adopt a child, one child of the opposite gender. <laughs> so therefore, they told their little brother, you're, you're adopted. You're the adopted one because yeah. we're all girls. Right. So coincidentally they had like evidence to back this up because if somehow in their like in their neighborhood a ton of families <laughs> just happened to be set up either all boys one girl mm-hmm. all girls one boy like for all these families in the neighborhood <laughs> so they they were able to just be like oh but see you know they have it they have it they have it but obviously they couldn't argue this for everyone they'd maybe be walking around and see a family with yeah, every other. Of, yeah, yeah, every other or whatever. So when he asked about that, they just simply said, well, if the family's rich enough, <laughs> they can adopt an additional child. They can buy more children. Of that gender. <laughs> yes. But what about families that all just have like one gender? Like all boys uh-huh. or all girls. Um, they, it was simple. They just Chose me- not it to It just adopt. meant that they opted out of the adoption option <laughs> from the government. So- Speaking of adoption... <laughs> These sisters were adopting some, like, serious communist-type country <laughs> rules. Yeah. You are only allowed to do this. Yeah, you have, have this, one this. child, like China. It's just so funny because, you know, that's not a new thing to, to pretend that one of your siblings, like, you're adopted and, like, yeah. try to make them feel whatever. They just really, really took it multiple levels, levels. higher. Yes. Like, instead of just running and be like, oh, guess what? You're adopted. He, he, he. They were yeah. like... Let me pull out this PowerPoint presentation yeah. of why it's true and all these examples well, around him. It's like psychological warfare <laughs> and it's like a long-term thing. And I think the main thing here was that the mom would reassure him like, you're not. So he felt like lied to, but he didn't know. <laughs> Is my Someone's mom lying to me? Like, Someone just level with me. Speaking of like, There's nothing wrong with being adopted. Who, what truth can I believe? Right. There's nothing wrong with being adopted, but it's like, I just need I to just know. Level with me, guys. <laughs> just level with me. <laughs> I think pranks are just like the number one thing siblings pull on each other. Do they still do that? Because kids aren't as bored these days because they <laughs> always have um, like screens and they always mm-hmm. have something like entertaining them. Yeah. And so I'm like, that was part of the fun was that you kind of, you'd get bored <laughs> uh-huh. and you'd mess with each other. That's why we have billionaires today, you guys. Really? They were though. bored. They came up with great ideas. Yeah. They executed them well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so right. So well, I don't know. Like, so Allison's family lived with our family while they 
Like, is this your kid's tricking mine? <laughs> so technically they're not siblings, but they're no. so close. Allison's family lived with my family while they were building a house. And so they stayed with us for a while. And, you know, my, my kids played pranks on her kids just like siblings. Her daughter <laughs> came into my son's bed. In the night? In, I don't know if it was in the night or prior to going to bed. We still don't know that. Uh-uh. She took the toilet brush, the toilet brush cleaning, cleaning brush, you guys, <laughs> and slid it into the bottom of his bed. <laughs> So wet, but she was like six at the time. It was really good. Like I did, I was kind of like impressed slash disappointed. I don't know. <laughs> so he slid into his bed and went to bed. But then he like was a rolling around in his sleep and felt this bristly pokey thing, pokey thing in his bed covered in feces, I'm sure, Gross. like toilet water. And he like came into Britt's room because his room that he was staying in when we were living here was like by hers. Is, yeah. And he was like, um, this was in my bed, like holding up a toilet brush. <laughs> So I think we made your daughter like help wash the sheets. Yeah, we punished her, but, but we were trying super funny. hard not to laugh. <laughs> well, this one, um, this family was traveling on an airplane, and the brother fell asleep on the plane, mm-hmm. and his mouth was wide open. So they thought, let's do mm-hmm. something to him. And his so, fault for falling asleep with your yeah, your mouth <laughs> open. You know, you, there's consequences to your, all your decisions. So they said, they had like a plastic water bottle and they said, what if we like filled this with water and just put it in his mouth? Like okay. set, set it there. Uh-huh. And then... Like they, an empty one. And, so, no, they, so the little lid, uh-huh. they put some water in it. Oh, okay. And then they like set it into his <gasps> mouth. Uh-huh. Then they decided to come up with a plan to pretend like the plane was crashing. Oh and, my gosh. I know. No, no. And so they were like, then he'll like wake up and freak out and then he'll have this water bottle lid in his mouth. <laughs> but just listen. Hold on. I have a vision of him choking on the lid. Exactly. Are you kidding? I, exactly. But guess what? It wasn't just the kids that got into this. The, the dad was like, yeah, this will be oh. funny. This will be funny. <laughs> so the dad warns the people all around them mm-hmm. and says, hey, we're going to play this prank on my son. And so we're going to pretend like the plane's crashing. So he was like getting other people on board. Like this was, spe- you're going to get kicked off board. <laughs> by, you have to like, emergency land yeah, by, by creating a fictitious <laughs> plane crash. You guys, like I said, you can't do this anymore. No. This was the, this was the old days. This, this was like the nineties, like, early nineties. so 80s. fun. This, yeah. These were the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> When you could fake a plane crash, the good old days. <laughs> it just, like, I, when I was reading this, I was like, this reminds me of the wedding singer. Yes. When everyone's getting together on the plane to, like, help Adam Sandler yes. out. And I really want to be part of one of those situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you? Oh, yeah. And I've I always wanted like, to be a part of a flash mob or, like, anything like anything, that. Anything. But, yeah, where everyone's on the plane and they work together to try to, like, win back Drew Barrymore. Complete strangers uniting together yeah. for a common cause <laughs> of I'm, terrifying a teenage boy. <laughs> Or getting back at Glenn in first class yeah. and the wedding singer. There you go. I am like, ah, those situations look so fun. Um, and But yeah, no one would do that now. Everyone's yeah. got their AirPods in. Yeah. They've got their tablet. They've got their thing. And they're not saying they've one, taken their pills. one single word to you. Yeah. And so anyway, they you know had the water bottle cap in his mouth. And he's fast asleep. They've warned people around him, like, we're going to fake this plane crash. So they, all of a sudden, they start waking up and, like, hitting him and, like, uh-huh. wake up. Wake up. We're going down. We're going down. And so all of a sudden, he's like, and he really does start gagging. The water bottle lid does come out of his mouth, but he is literally coughing and gagging on that water oh, for on the water, four not or the five lid. minutes. Like, because he's, like, frantic, shocked, yes. choking. And, like, they probably can't even, they probably can't even, like, stop to explain to him, to him what's, what's happening going on because and to he calm thinks, down. He thinks he's going down in an airplane while choking. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if it's going to be the impact of the fall or if I'm going to die of asphyxiation from this water boarding situation. Uh, yeah. I was like, that prank is, uh, you know, really taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Next level, like involving others. Yeah. Well, my, you know, I, my kids don't prank a lot. Like I said, in, in our family, we just don't do a lot of pranks, mm-hmm. but we we pranked each other every now and then, right? Yeah. I mean, I tried to scare you a lot, mm-hmm. and it it ended up okay. <laughs> that one is pretty extreme. Sometimes the police ended up over. No, no, it would. Sometimes, like my uncle had to come over and like check the house. Yeah, he listens to this. I'm sure he'll give us a bunch of crap about it. He still does about how we're like, like big wusses and like bring problems onto ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, because one time. 
and it was the day after Thanksgiving. And the reason this is poignant is because there were a lot of leftovers in the kitchen. Yes. And I remember, like, I really enjoy a good homemade fresh dinner roll. Yeah. And I remember being like, I'm going to get ready for the day, and then I want one of those rolls. And okay. so I remember, like, eyeing the bag. Yes. So cut to, I'm going to Park City with a friend. and mm-hmm. We were in high school. So I went to get in her car. And Britt heard me leave, leave the and house. And so I got into the tub and was taking just a relaxing little tub. Home alone. Home alone. And I heard Allison leave to go for the day. We get like down the street and I'm like, oh crap. I remember I forgot something. I don't remember what. But I went back into the house. Walked back to my room. But I heard the door open. And I go, Allison? Mom? <laughs> like I was like, who's here? And the way she was like, hello? hello? I was like, I'm not going to say anything back. <laughs> Rudest ever. So I walk down the hall to my room, get what I need, and then I go out, and then I'm like, I'm going to grab a roll, a Thanksgiving <laughs> roll for the road. And so I'm sitting there being like, hello? Hello? And I'm hearing footsteps. I'm hearing doors open. I'm hearing walking around the kitchen. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. This is it. So, oh, this is it. And so I lock, I like, I made it to lock the door. But I also remember the story that my mom told me about <laughs> one time this man broke into this woman's bathroom, and she was able to like talk him off the ledge, basically, yeah. like hey, you don't want to do this. Think about the repercussions. You don't want to go to jail. Yeah. Like, whatever you're planning, let's just think about it again. Like, I won't call anybody if you just leave right now. So, so were you, like, planning in your head, so like, I was, your I was, speech you were going to give to I the was assailant? Yell- I was yelling it out the door. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you had gone. And I was like, listen, if you just go, I won't even do anything. I won't call. I just, I want to hear you leave out the door. And I just, I heard this. Like silence, just silence. Just like, so she has a vision of a hooded man around the corner, just yeah, waiting, waiting in the pounce. hallway. And I'm like, has he left? So did, ha- did my did my negotiation skills work? I just don't know. Yeah. And I was just and how long phone, did you sit in the tub? I really don't know. Okay. Und- undetermined. Okay. Um, and I was just like, I've got to figure out a way to get to the phone, and f- and figure out what's going on. But I don't dare leave the bathroom. So finally. I get up the courage to like run as fast as I can in your towel, in my towel, grab the phone and run back to the bathroom. And I call my uncle because he lived like a house away. I was like, listen, this is what's happening. And he's like, well, I mean, are you sure (laughs) that anybody was even in there? This is the same uncle that that we were talking about. And he's like, I mean, like, are you sure he just wasn't like some creaks and crack noises? I'm like, no, I'm sure he was here. And I even heard him go in the kitchen. He's like, go check and see, like really like see if, if, it, if it looks like anything is even different. And I go in there and I'm like, the rolls, the there's rolls, some rolls gone. there's some rolls that are gone. <laughs> there is someone in this kitchen. So the rolls are gone. <laughs> so an assailant comes in, he ignores the naked girl in the bathtub. <laughs> he was threatened and he was convinced by my negotiation. Oh, but he did take some dinner rolls. He's like, might as well. Yeah. I came here I mean, for something. I don't want to leave empty. <laughs> I don't want this just to be a total waste of time. <laughs> and those rolls really were really I good. Know. <laughs> I know. And so my uncle came over and searched the house. Super annoyed. <laughs> super annoyed. I would think I was like in my towel. Yeah, probably. Probably eating the rest of the rolls. Stress, Nervously. Stress eating the rest of the rolls yeah. in the bag. And he's like, oh my gosh. Like, this is a There's hot mess. There's nothing here. Yeah. You called me and you're like, Allison, this is what happened. I'm super and scared. she just started laughing. <laughs> you know. There's low, and then there's lowest and of low. And then she was like, oh my gosh, you suck, and just like hung up or whatever. And I was like, I didn't foresee it going that far. Like we talked about in our pranks episode, I just thought it was funny that she got a little scared. I didn't know it was going to turn into like her sitting in the calling tub forever, re- re- inter- calling reinforcements, reinforcements thinking that some, like some mystery role stealer, you know? <laughs> But um, a lot of these are these situations where you... The big tr- good bandit. The- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these are these situations where it's like... It starts out it, as just kind it of this. Escalate. Escalate. And, and kids can't, they don't have that I mean, frontal cortex that's do, developed. So but they honestly, don't, most they of us can't really see what's going to happen when we, some, you know, most of us have trouble foreseeing exactly the consequences of our but actions. But like my husband's brother, older brother, locked him in a dog kennel. <laughs> like there's, you can foresee that that's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you leave him in there forever and he's mm-hmm. screaming and crying and your mom comes home and he's locked in a dog kennel, <laughs> like you know you're going to be in deep, in trouble. In deep dog doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay this is kind of one of those that you know you couldn't necessarily foresee everything that was going to go wrong but okay this kid was in sophomore in high school he was a young sophomore 
Okay. Birthday was in August, so he couldn't drive his whole year. Mm-hmm. And from what he describes, he had a stupid early curfew. <laughs> still bitter about it. <laughs> I also had a very strictly enforced him. curfew. <laughs> so I understand that frustration. So so he had gotten home one night on, on time for his curfew. And then, you know, obviously parents go to bed. Mm-hmm. And he had called his friend, a girl, to be mm-hmm. like, hey, come get me. Let's go hang out. So oh, like, he wants to go out again. Yes. Okay. But his little brother was home. His 11-year-old little brother yeah. is totally going to narc on him yeah. if... Mm-hmm. He leaves. He decides the only way he's going to make this work is to take the little brother with him. (laughs) So go sneak out and have a great time with teenagers and my little brother. (laughs) I know. Like the the girl goes to pick him up. She's like, who's this? What in the world? (laughs) So they go with a friend. They go to her house, hang out for a little while. Well, a little after midnight, this girl's dad comes down and is like, time to go. Time to go. Out of here. You know, also you elementary school child. What are you doing? I don't need to be in trouble here. So (laughs) the girl was like, Okay, I'll take you home. And the dad's like, absolutely not. No, you're not taking him home. They can either call and get their own ride or they can walk. Uh-huh. So he's like, can't call and get my own ride. I will be walking. Uh-huh. It was three miles away. Now, over a sketchy bridge. Actually, kind of under a sketchy bridge by the train That's tracks. That's worse. That's where the bodies are found. This is after midnight with an 11 and a 15-year-old. They walked the whole way home because he was be that scared so to call mad. his mom. Yeah, I'm like, first of all, this dad, uh-huh. what is wrong with you? Like, he, like he's, he's like, 11, you, he has 11 year old in tow. Yeah, and he's like, like nope, sorry, have fun. This is like West Side Story, but like no dancing or singing, just <laughs> young kids, vulnerable kids Out in a bad tracks. neighborhood. <laughs> I feel like there are some dads that are just, they're just super strict, yeah. like no BS, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. And I had this story sent in, and I just, like, this is something you could not do. Okay. Like, now. You could not do this now. This was 90s. This family, there was an older son in high school, and he was a really great athlete, and that would play into it, because there was also a younger son, and he had a friend over. Okay. Well, they get doorbell ditched Mm -hmm. one night, and the dad's like, "Uh uh-uh, not around here. So he sent the older son. (laughs) Doorbell ditching is the most harmless So mild. So mild. All it did was get you to get out of your lazy boy and go to the door. (laughs) You can't really doorbell ditch much anymore because everyone has ring, ring doorbells. doorbells. <laughs> and so, yeah, so the dad kind of is like, uh-uh, not around here. We're not going to have pranksters. <laughs> so he sends the older brother who's the good athlete. And he's like, they're going to come back again. Mm-hmm. I know it. So you're in charge of chasing them down. Okay. okay. It happens again. Mm-hmm. And the older brother runs as fast as he can. Mm-hmm. There's two of them. He's able to tackle one to the ground. And he gives that kid a huge wedgie. And then brings the kid back to the house and the dad has him this kid's like though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i fear no evil as he's going back well he's basically getting carried back like with a wedgie yeah like by his, underwear. his underwear they proceed to tuck his feet up into the legs of the underwear does that make sense yeah so he's a he has no legs he's like yeah. lieutenant dan like- <laughs> that's exactly the visual i had as soon as you said that actually <laughs> and so because he's got such a high wedgie, his booty cheeks are hanging out. Yeah. The dad goes and gets one of those prongs from the barbecue. What? <laughs> and starts poking him in the bare booty cheek. Are you joking This me? is not a joke. What was the younger brother so doing? So the younger brother was... With his friend with over. With his friend over. His friend they type. are sitting there. It reminds me of on Christmas Story when those when they're like under the table, like yeah. shivering because the bandits. Yeah. Like they were just watching in like shock and horror. Because the kid... This is like a Dateline episode. Like, where did they hide the body? Like, it only goes downhill from here. And so apparently, the the dad gets on the phone because he knows who the kid is. Like, it's a neighborhood kid. He gets on the phone, calls his parents, and is like, I've got your son hogtied in my living room for pulling pranks on me. And they were like, just send him home. Sorry about that. Sorry he's being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, but do you think those parents knew exactly exactly what was happening? happening? No, they were probably probably just like... Oh my gosh. Poking his butt cheeks with a barbecue skewer. <laughs> oh my word. And he was just laying defenseless, like on the floor of their living And all room. I'm picturing is him teaching this, like, I have a visual in my head of this, like, stereotypical jock oldest boy being like, <laughs> yeah, dad, let's get him. And then, like, the little brother that's, like, sweet is like, I don't know what to do. I feel like this is wrong on a lot and of levels. And the friend is like, the friend is I'm like, not- 
we can't be friends anymore. Yeah, like I can't come over here or, anymore. Actually, is- do you want to move in with me? Because this seems very unsafe here. <laughs> I'm not trying to be dramatic, but like <laughs> this is. And okay. I'm I'm all about like you know keeping so- those kids in check. But this is <laughs> well, for lack of a better term, next level. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of, like, things that wouldn't fly or... I guess like, we don't let our kids, like, get into much trouble anymore because mm-hmm. we're so protective. Like, mm-hmm. we have, like, this geofence that we set up that you're like, you can't leave mm-hmm. this perimeter. Well, we used to play in flipping, un- like, partially built homes. <laughs> like, it's like There's tetanus like, and falls and, There's and like construction workers hanging Not out. against construction workers, but here I am, like, 11-year-old girl playing at a construction site. <laughs> And I was like, mom, I'll be back at dinner, you know? <laughs> so it's just funny because I, I, I'm like, are we robbing our children of the chance to tell these stories later? <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. May- maybe we are. Yeah. Okay. This girl says that she and her brother, uh, she was maybe eight or nine. Her brother was like six or seven-ish. So they were just out, you know, playing with r- random neighborhood kids. Mm-hmm. And my kids do this all the time. Our neighborhood just, they bounce around everywhere. And it mm-hmm. can be a little bit scary when you're like who did they go with i don't know you know Mm because everyone's just running around everywhere so that's kind of what happened and it was time to go home and she couldn't find her little brother so they start looking everywhere and they they were kind of starting to panic and she said that she remembered like running up one street and her dad went down the other and when she came back her dad who she described as like a kind and gentle guy was just furious (laughs) um her they'd found the brother but he was crying and he just like had no idea what was going on. He was super confused why everyone was mad at him. And um, <laughs> he's like, we were just under Zach's trailer. <gasps> and so here's where it gets better. It turns out that the brother and the two neighborhood boys had stolen a pack of matches from <gasps> one of their houses. They snuck away to light them and burn ants, but they got underneath the trailer. So not only were they lighting matches, they were directly underneath a like, propane tank. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. They are ha- lucky to be alive to live to tell this story. But at him, he's just like, what? <laughs> Burning ants? Stealing matches? But I was like, yeah, we don't even like let our kids mm-hmm. get away with this. No, and not at all. It's like, okay, kids, I've organized this sensory activity yeah. where we're going to do stations here on yeah. the porch. This one's for fine motor. This one <laughs> is for hand-eye coordination. Uh-uh, no, no, you're not on that station right now, Bobby. We're switching every four minutes. Yeah. I will say, I will dingling this bell every yeah. four minutes. And, and yeah. we get done at 2.30, which is when your mom should be here. <laughs> so does anybody have any peanut allergies? <laughs> Seriously, like... No. I don't know. I used to go down and play with baby rattlesnakes and poke sticks at them. You are lucky that you are allowed I to tell know, the tale. But I'm just saying, like, you learn from these experiences. <laughs> and so I feel like I feel like it's so hard because we want to keep our kids safe, but we aren't letting them, like, learn. Mm-hmm. You know, we doorbell ditched somebody once, and they came out and were cocked like a shotgun. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we never had run so fast, you know? So anyway, a lot of these, maybe we just won't have these stories anymore. Yeah, maybe we won't. Maybe it's a death of of these adventurous, wild, slightly mm-hmm. dangerous escapades of, of our youth. Well, I've gotten... Did we get in trouble for this, throwing water balloons behind our fence? Didn't we get in trouble for that, like, into the road? I think so. Um, well, this... this it, that's terrifying, though, because if you're we driving, were throwing them, like... Up and over, over style. Fence. So it was like hitting their windshield just out of the blue like and water falling balloon. from uh-huh. the sky. And they got in trouble. Yeah. Um, well, this is a similar story. So these brothers, it was a winter evening, mm-hmm. and one brother was out shoveling the driveway. And so he, another brother was hiding behind a fence. And the older brother, so the shoveler, was kind of like the lookout. Okay. So he just kind of <laughs> was like faux shoveling. Yeah. <laughs> you picture it? Shoveling, but like looking around. Then, as a car would drive by, he would just whisper under his breath, Now, go! And a, a big snowball would come flying from behind the fence and hit cars. Yeah, but didn't, wouldn't they just think it's the shoveler? Sometimes if, like, the car pulled over or they, like, looked behind him, the brother was just like, Got the shovel. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not me, I'm just shoveling. Yeah, my hands are occupied by the shovel. <laughs> well, one particular time, they, you know, did the whole shoveling act and go, and they threw a snowball, and it just so happened the person who was driving by, had their window down. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> in the winter? I know. It didn't make a lot of sense. Maybe they were smoking. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just trying to end America's dependence on back tobacco. Maybe yeah. he'll think twice before he lights up. That's uh, <laughs> miscongeniality. <laughs> uh, 
and it flies through the passenger side window, hits the guy in the face. Uh So he just slams on his brakes, gets out of the car and starts yelling. And the shovel kid was like, it wasn't me. I'm just shoveling. He finds the one behind the fence and the shoveler. He grabs him, marches up to the doorstep and knocking on the door and like, your kids are doing this. The physical barrier between like a stranger and like an adolescent youth did not (laughs) exist. Uh -uh. Like if I grabbed somebody else's kid by their shirt and handled them no, you're calling the cops. Right. Like, that's so not allowed anymore. No. Which, I mean, if my kid was acting like a turd, I don't... I would definitely not want them to get away with it, but I would also be kind of like, whoa. Please don't lay hands on Hands child. off my kid. <laughs> you know, if they're, like, dragging him up. Uh-huh. But if you ever watched Mad Men, I didn't watch a lot of it, but one episode, like, one of the little kids is kind of being naughty, and the dads are hanging out, mm-hmm. and one of the dads gets up and slaps the other little kid. And it's somebody else's kid? Yeah, across the face, <gasps> and the other dad just sits and watches... His friend like slap the little kid because in like the sixties it was like they have a change. So anyway, but did their dad get super mad? The dad got more mad at the guy. Oh, so he's, he's okay. a little bit more of a, a you know, millennial parent, I guess. Oh yeah, he's like, don't touch my kids. Yeah. Um, but turns out their mom did little side babysitting jobs for people in the neighborhood oh, to earn some extra money, and she babysat that guy's kids. Like later, <laughs> after, currently. Oh, <laughs> like during that time period. Okay, so. I don't know if they were like, look, you're like, you're not mad enough to not bring your kids kids. to me every day. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're going to learn how to throw snowballs at cars with the best of them over here. Yeah. Well, we had a pretty strict mom as far as like, she didn't put up with a lot of guff. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I feel like we kept things pretty mild or I was really good at not getting caught. (laughs) But you and I together, you were also like, we've talked about a very big rule follower. Yeah. And so you weren't doing a lot to rock the boat. Huh. Um, and so I don't feel like you and I did a lot. But uh-huh. one thing that comes to mind, this wasn't intentional, but we were wanting to color Easter eggs. And we were like in high school. Oh my gosh. So maybe maybe I was in junior high, you were in high school. Yeah. So we were just wanting to so color older, eggs. So older than we should have been for this to have happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just to paint a picture here. And my mom kept being like we'll just do it later. We'll just do it later. And we kept being like, we'll just do it. Well, we can mix up the stuff. We can do it. So she leaves to go to the store and plus, or something. And she's like, and if you start, cause I think she kind of knew, like we kept being like, let's just start coloring eggs. Like we wanted to participate in the Easter festivities. <laughs> um, and she's like, well, just do it up here at the countertop. Yeah. Just do it on the countertop in the kitchen versus table. Because the, table, the table had carpet, carpet under it. Countertop was, you know, in the kitchen. Tile. With tile. So we start to color eggs and we're like, Kind of winding down, actually, mm-hmm. coloring eggs. And where do you think we're doing egg coloring? Not at the not counter- at the countertop because <laughs> it was the seats were more comfortable. Those bar stools are like a quarter, like, like yeah. they, they were like that those circular bar stools with no back just, or anything. Where you just sit on like the little dime. Yeah, you know. So we were at the table like we weren't supposed to be, <laughs> and Britt knocks over a cup of orange food color, like the egg coloring, the egg coloring, and we had they had oil in it because we do it with like oil and vinegar and stuff. So it's like a pretty nasty mess and our carpet was like a beige color so Britt panics and we're scrubbing and we've got like the all the products yeah and scrubbing 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 getting all the egg coloring out and then I look at Britt and I'm like um the carpet now is way cleaner in that it's spot. way lighter it's almost like it bleached out and I'm not bleached out but yeah it got way cleaner because we scrubbed so hard yeah so I'm like oh so man she's gonna know tell. next thing I know Britt walks out of the door <laughs> and comes back in with a handful of dirt <laughs> from the backyard and starts rubbing it in <laughs> the carpet <laughs> to try to make it look to to like the rest look. we got it to where it wasn't so like it lightened looked, it looked pretty good so my mom didn't know at first we clean up all the egg coloring no one would have known except she goes to step on the carpet with bare feet and she's like why is the carpet wet and we're like <laughs> oh it all unraveled no. we should have just said like i was drinking a cup of water i should be like i peed over. my pants uh. <laughs> and then Britt just cracks because she can't <laughs> hold it together and my mom's like so upset like I told you I said do this at the counter. Do you think there's a reason? Which now hearing her, I'm like this. This could be coming Me. out of my own mouth, being like, "Do you know why I told you to do it this way? Because of this." Yeah. <laughs> but we just still make jokes, and my husband will even jokingly like sometimes he'll be like, "We'll just go get some dirt and rub it in there." <laughs> you know, if like anyway. You know what? When you are when your back's up against the wall, <laughs> you have to do some things that you're maybe not necessarily so proud, proud of. <laughs> But but it worked, except we should have just put a fan on it real quick. Right. Well, she, I think she just got home too. Yeah, it was too soon. The time frame was too quick. Mm-hmm. We did not have the time to dry it. Yeah. Otherwise, no one would have been the wiser. Right. <laughs> but there's all sorts of stuff that like. Well, I think it's funny how siblings can be against each other in a lot of ways. But when 
when one when you almost band together against the parents or not <laughs> against the parents but in defense and just, well if you, yeah because if some if something happens you know that most likely everyone's going to get in trouble yeah my kids aren't to that point yet they rat each other out left and right <laughs> you know they'll get there where they're helping kind of cover you know for mm-hmm. each you other got some jailhouse snitches going on over there yeah <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Well, I'm always like, hoping let's to lower, be honest. Hoping to lower I their figure out who's going to be able to be my plant. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, which one of you cracks the easiest to give me the info? Um, but I mean, you know, this this girl was sent me in several, just kind of going over them really quick. But like one thing, she was like her older brother. She was the youngest of two brothers. Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of rough. She was adopted and they yeah. were, because they had finally decided they yeah. wanted to adopt the girl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so she said that they used to pin her down put her arms above her head and mm-hmm. then they dangle like loogie oh, yeah, spit like yeah. on the movies like mm-hmm. over till it almost touched her oh. and then they'd suck it back up but they would tell her like if it hits you it's your fault because you're the one wriggling and wiggling and you <laughs> you know you'll if you move that's what makes it drop mm-hmm. it's not the fact that i literally am pinning you down with dangling my saliva it's you yeah it's a little bit of manipulation so then she just hold really really still and <laughs> take it or whatever and she said one time though like he did drop the spit <gasps> on her eye and Gross. she flipped out and started screaming and, uh-huh. and, you know, getting free. And she went to tell her parents and she's like, he was so manipulative. <laughs> he managed to convince me to, that it was my fault and to not tell my parents. She <gasps> said to this day, this brother is very manipulative. I, I believe it. Yeah. And she said, even they broke like a light. They threw throwing a ball downstairs, shattered a light. Mm-hmm. They hit the light and she went to tell and they pinned her down and manipulated her by telling her, we'll play Barbies with you and we'll get you candy and da, 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 da. The manipulative powers that these siblings have with each other—it's a little scary. It is a little bit scary. But again, I do like when they band together to kind of protect each mm-hmm. other. I don't think I'll like it when it's my kids bending against you. Correct. <laughs> but well, this girl she messaged me and she said they used to play a game when their parents were gone called mm-hmm. taste test. Okay, I think it's something we've probably all done. Uh-huh. You know, they'd go into the kitchen and, and they'd feed one another Sick. random items while blindfolded, or and even random like concoctions. Like you're making up your own horrible with fry sauce and pickles uh-huh. and all That's, sorts of crap. But I think it started out pretty mild when they did it, and it usually didn't get too crazy. Like maybe like chunky peanut butter, like yeah. super mild. And then one day they decided that you know this girl's the youngest. Let's really pull one over on her. And so they they got a big spoonful of Tabasco. Oh. And so they fed it to her. And at first she, you know, didn't like it at all. But in a little girl's stomach, that doesn't last very long. So she almost immediately starts throwing up as she ran (laughs) down the hallway. And... So after that, the sisters are like, okay, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Um, anything you want? We are at what your show, service. What show do you want to watch? Yeah. Um, do you want you to rub your feet? Do you want um, Yes, this is what I'm talking do about. Do you want a cookie? And she's like, I got treated. She's like, I didn't even mind that I had to throw up. She's like, they treated me like a queen yep. the whole night. They offered me anything my heart desired as long as I didn't tell mom and dad. And she's like, I was sick, but also on cloud nine. Yeah. Okay. So here's the, here's the, the dilemma. Do you, as a child, if you're in that situation, getting treated like the queen, do you just keep going with it as long as you can, yes. stretching it out yes. and then tell, and, and then never tell, or do you just milk it for that day and still tell on them? Cause they deserve it. <laughs> I don't know. But my guess is kind of like the egg coloring. Yeah. If, if the child was barfing down the hall, the parents are probably going to know when they get home. Like even if the girls tried to clean, clean it, up, it up, kids aren't super great at cleaning up. They're not good at cleaning up Tabasco barf. Yeah. I once tried to <laughs> glue together a lamp that my friend broke with rubber cement because that's all we had. <laughs> and rubber cement does not equal super glue. So <laughs> mom went to turn on the lamp and it literally just went <laughs> and crumbled. <laughs> and she was like, what in that? And I was like, oh, like, man. Whoa, mom, have you been working out? Like working on that grip strength? <laughs> What'd you do? Like on Tommy Boy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> mom. car door falls off. Yeah. yeah. It just crumbled. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so kids are terrible at like covering it up. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I think, yeah, she probably just should have just milked it as long as she could. Until the and they probably found out, found out yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. <laughs> right. But I think like kids use food. They prank each other with food all the time. Well, it's because kids are picky. So they think it's funny uh-huh. to make people try yucky things, you know? Yeah. This one girl, she said her mom was an avid Diet Coke drinker, Mm -hmm. but as kids, we were not allowed to drink it. Okay. And I concur with this. My kids always were like, can I have that? And I'm like, I don't want to see you on caffeine. I don't. It's true. And, and she said, but they did often like sneak sips out of her gas station cups when she wasn't looking. That happens to me all the time. Um, 
But she said, like, one t- one night she was in charge of doing dishes, mm-hmm. and they'd had some black olives as part of their dinner. Mm-hmm. And she said there was a, still a little bit of ice in her mom's Diet Coke cup, and there was a whole can of black olive juice left over from <gasps> dinner. <laughs> so she dumped the black olive juice into oh the mom's gosh. cup and then told her sister that her mom actually said you that they could have, have the rest of her Coke. And obviously this is a huge treat because yeah. mom never says that she can have Coke ever. So then... Her favorite memory is just her face when she drank. <laughs> like, you, and that's when you go to town. You're just like, Mom said yes. And then you're like, <laughs> a whole thing of black olive juice. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. And that's pretty harmless. Unless you're yes, allergic very, to olives. Yeah. You find out later they're allergic to olives or whatever. Well, a lot of this comes up too when, like you talked about earlier, that oldest sibling is going to be the babysitter. Yeah. Like I'm counting down to when mm-hmm. my son, my oldest son mm-hmm. will be old enough to where I can be like, we're going to mm-hmm. go to dinner. You're mm-hmm. in charge. We're there and it's amazing. I know. And, and so my jealous. oldest child is really responsible. She is. I would hire her to babysit. Like if you guys lived as closer, uh-huh. I would just have her come over yeah, with she your kids and mm-hmm. just watch them, you know? And so I don't know where, where we'll get with a son. Sometimes boys take a little bit longer to like be the babysitter. Mm-hmm. So this girl said she was the oldest of six kids and she was always babysitting. So she developed a system. Okay. And she said she created a chart, (laughs) an actual chart that she would like refer to. Okay. And she broke down like bad behaviors with their (laughs) corresponding monetary consequences. So she had like, can I borrow this chart? I I literally was like, where's the printable download for this chart? (laughs) Like I want it. And it said like swearing 50 cents, Mm -hmm. hit somebody two dollars mm-hmm. so you know you don't pay a lot of people don't pay their kids to babysit yeah like if they're babysitting their uh-huh. siblings so she was probably like well freak if i'm, I'm here find... watching six kids well five kids yeah i'm, I'm gonna, gonna get paid <laughs> yeah so she got paid she they would do it she said this only worked though until like they got a little older and then they turned it around on her and be like you swore 50 <laughs> cents rules go for you too and then it kind of backfired but as a parent i'm totally like I think you need to make this chart for me. I'll uh-huh. maybe I'll just make my own. Uh-huh. Probably not that hard, but a very good idea and very funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, my husband is a lot like you. Rule follower, doesn't like trouble, but <laughs> he was with his older brother, maybe some neighborhood friends, but I know for sure his older brother. And they were playing up around the park, riding bikes, come across the church bowery. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what the church bowery is, there's always like a little kitchen because mm-hmm. they do a lot of like outdoor little events there. Mm-hmm. It's essentially like a covered patio with tables and with stuff. tables and then maybe a, in a small little kitchenette or a yeah. fridge or something. So they'll do like church barbecues or mm-hmm. scout court of honors. Well, mm-hmm. that's what was going to be happening. So they go in and they're like, this is unlocked. The kitchen's <laughs> unlocked. And lucky us. And mm-hmm. they just like open the freezer and there's a lot of ice cream in there. <laughs> so they're like, oh my gosh, someone Score. left all this ice cream with the door unlocked. <laughs> they eat the ice cream. Like I think like <laughs> most or all of it. Like boxes and boxes of like ice cream sandwiches and stuff? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I should have gotten more specifics on that. But apparently there was an Eagle Scout Court of Honor that night. And <laughs> I'm just picturing the mom who's like in, in charge, charge of the Eagle Scout Court of Honor. She's the one being who... so prepared, getting there early, getting the ice cream delivered, you know, probably running ragged <laughs> and shows up to have the ice cream fridge gone i would cry yeah i would cry too i mean like we are in we were just talking about this we're in such a busy phase of life and our kids are getting into like sports and activities Mm -hmm. we feel like we're losing our minds i'm sure this mom was like how did i forget the ice yeah like i could have sworn that's the kind of thing that makes me think i'm gonna go to the loony bin yeah when you're like i put this in here i I remember physically i think she actually caught him oh (laughs) so they got taken to my husband's parents Uh and got in a, a lot, lot of trouble. <laughs> now, he says, though, this comes along with being the older sibling because my, my husband's not. Mm-hmm. The oldest one got, got in the most, most trouble. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they do because it's like the you know better yeah. thing. You need to be an example. Yeah. And Britt got in trouble one time from something I did yep. when she was just pa- being a passive like uh-huh. observer. And she got in trouble. Mm-hmm. But when... You remember when I dangled that thing? This reminded me of like, we'll treat you like a queen. Mm-hmm. When you had boys and friends over when mom was gone one time. Mm-hmm. And I like one time, like yeah, one months. time in her life, this, cause this girl is pretty straight laced, <laughs> but because she finally did something wrong or like against the rules, I used that for years. Like I can't literally that. into college. I'd be like, if you tell mom, I'll tell her. And you were like, finally, Britt's like 20. She's like, Go ahead. Like, it took that long for her to be like... I mean, that's probably something my mom should have been aware of, because I'm pretty sure he, like, became a drug dealer. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It wasn't the most 
straight-laced crowd, I guess. They were involved in the most wholesome activities. But um, all God's children, like, no judgment. Just, you know. Um, but... Finally, I kept, Britt was like, I can't believe I've let you do this for that long. Because I uh-huh. had probably a good dozen things to her one. Yeah. Like, she like, oh, you want like, me to say this, this, yeah. this, 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 this. But, oh, and this one time. But this. you're not like a manipulative person. Yeah. And so you didn't. You're welcome. <laughs> I know. That's part of why our relationship has worked out well. Like, <laughs> Britt is a. I am a doormat. <laughs> and you're a manipulative, <laughs> manipulative sociopath. No. Oh, wow. I, it's a joke. It's I was going joke. to say you are very agreeable and kind and like easy to get along with. But now that you just called me a sociopath. It's a joke. You're not really a sociopath. I you just, haven't like lied to be in medical school or anything like that. Yeah. Like it's fine. I didn't like kill anybody <laughs> yet. So anyway, but it is funny when you use those little things and I'll tell on this and I'll tell on this. Mm-hmm. So it's like this mutual manipulation mm-hmm. to hide each other's secrets from your parents. <laughs> yeah. And then like later you end up telling your parents, like my mom now has started finding out about these, these things, things and is like, now they just laugh. And so uh-huh. it's like, that's the way to go about it. Don't wait, tell them in the moment. Wait until you're like 30 and then just bring it up at a family dinner and make it all funny. They and can't kick you out. At this the point, guilt guys. will go away. They're already out. <laughs> And they see that you've turned out to be, like, surviving human beings, yeah. adults, that they're like, okay, it's fine. In the moment, they're going to be like, they're going to go to prison, and they're never going to amount to anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you were talking about church. Uh, my husband, he used to, like, you know how parents, after church, they, like, hang out, and they, like, chit-chat more yeah. and stuff like that. So when he and his brothers would get done with their lesson, instead of like waiting and meeting up with the family, mm-hmm. they would just run as fast as they could home yeah. so they could watch football. Okay. Because they were not allowed to watch TV or sports or anything on Sundays. So they were going to get home for those 15 minutes to watch yeah. that much football. Yeah. So what? Yeah, they would run as fast as they could, run down to the basement, turn on football, the volume all the way down mm-hmm. so they could at least just watch. And then they would kind of like lay on the couch with blankets, but still watch. And then as soon as they heard the door creak to come down the basement, they'd shut it off and just pretend they were asleep. And they were like, okay. I thought maybe they had like the scriptures right there. They just like whip it open. That, and that like, would be a better cover than just yeah. to be like, well, I'm sleeping. Yeah. But the sleeping's a more believable cover. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to tell me that you're 15. So you just got done with three hours of church and you're 15 and you're coming home and you're reading your scriptures you aloud with each other. You ran as fast as you could and you're holding a group scripture study. The mom is yeah, like, right. doing something right. <laughs> Sometimes you worry that you're a failure and then you come home to see this and you know that, that it's going to be okay. <laughs> like we were talking about earlier with like physical stuff like mm-hmm. for some reason kids love to tie each other up mm-hmm. lock each other in things they mm-hmm. think it's the funniest thing to watch someone else panic again mm-hmm. sadists <laughs> right it's a little concerning so this girl said her sister was like let's do a magic trick and so she tied her all up to the bed and then, and then was like <laughs> okay. mom calls for dinner her sister runs and leaves and she's stuck to well, the bed first if she's starting to tie you up like We've seen those magic shows on TV. The next step is getting cut in half. True. <laughs> I she's like, be. I'm going to go eat dinner and I'll be back with the knife. <laughs> so anyway, she's tied up and she, her sister leaves her and she's stuck and she's, so she's like, I'm going to try to wriggle free. Mm-hmm. So she gets out or what she thinks is out, but her legs were still <laughs> somehow attached to like the post or something. Gets up full speed to like run out. <laughs> Her feet are attached, slams. She claims she got a rug burn like up her entire body somehow. Full body rug burn. Yeah, full body rug burn (laughs) from this. And it's one of those things again where the mom's probably just down there sweating her took us off in the kitchen. Get down here for dinner. And someone's up bawling with third degree rug burn. (laughs) And now she's got to wrap it in like ace bandages and slap Vaseline all over it. (laughs) Well, you know, I feel like when you have these siblings, like they are, they can be really mean to you. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you go through a lot of stuff with them, but it seems like, you know, once you get into adulthood, they end up as your best friends. Yes. There's actually like science behind it, you guys, of sewing siblings that actually argue. This is how they learn to like communicate with each other and argue and and get get through an argument. So Mm -hmm. you're supposed to kind of let them to Mm -hmm. an extent, I guess. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you, you, you become friends actually after Mm -hmm. and you laugh about these things, right? But you know, sometimes things happen in adulthood that are still really awkward. (laughs) Oh yeah. And so, um, like with your siblings, with your siblings. And I mean, you know, on our indecent exposure episode, we talked about how you saw my husband naked. Yeah. And you know, it's just, (laughs) it's not something that's totally uncommon, I guess. Oh, well, sort of. Uh, so there was a girl and she was 19 at this point Mm -hmm. and her older brother was married 
and she was driving one day and she got a big crack in her windshield. I don't mm-hmm. know if like something hit it and cracked uh-huh. something, but she was really scared and frazzled by it and was crying. And then plus she was really scared that her dad was just going to be super mad at the situation, whether mad at her or just mad about it. You know when it's like, even if it's an accident, but it causes yeah. your parent to like buy something new and big. And you can hear him like grumbling and being like, oh my gosh, this is going to cost all this money yeah, and so I got to was... cut off your insurance. And... So even though it was an accident, you're still worried that the parents yeah. be all mad with you right. and just have be mad. So she decides that she's going to go visit this brother who lived close by. She pops by their house often anyway. So she's like, I'm just going to... Because like an older brother and his wife or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she calls him, doesn't answer. She's like, whatever, it's Sunday. I bet they're home. And she like keeps driving. She gets to their house and the cars are there. So she's knocking on the door. No one's answering. She's calling. No one's answering. She's like, what's going on? But yeah, she's kind of frazzled and crying still. (laughs) So she decides to just open the door and peek her head in. All of a sudden she hears this yell whisper saying, we're having sexy time. brother or the wife the brother the brother we're having sexy time not anymore you're not (laughs) sexy time is officially that just got canceled that is gonna kill the mood right there your little sister walking walking to the house and so she's yeah super uncomfortable she gets the heck out of there she's like today could not get any (laughs) worse And I guess later she either called him or texted him. I didn't know. And just to say, I, I'm really sorry yeah. about that. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And he was just like, it's sexy Sunday. And, oh, you, oh and you need to respect that. <laughs> From then on, she knew She's that like, sexy hey, Sunday was off limits <laughs> to go to their house. No matter what your emergency is. Don't plan on us. It's so funny all the names during this guy has sexy Sunday. Yeah, sexy time during sexy Sunday. Don't even think about it. Oh my gosh! If, I'm sorry, but if you're having sexy Sunday, lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> well, this episode has actually given me some hope. As weird as that sounds, you know what? No matter if your kids are being, doing crazy things being together, the worst. Like they are going to turn out okay. They're going to turn out okay because the people who wrote us these stories also listen to this podcast, which so obviously you know means they're amazing they are people, quality human beings. Oh, uh, right. Give those kids a little snuggle. Hand You're them the matches and very- send them off. <laughs> Please rate and review, you guys. We have so much fun gabbing with you every week. So follow us on Instagram, gabfest underscore gals. And if you subscribe to our podcast, it's nice because every time a new episode is launched. You're notified and you can listen right when you see that notification. Mm-hmm. So it'll make that, you know, grocery run go by quicker, that treadmill situation you're on quicker. Or if you're doing the dishes and you're also watching someone get taped to the garage, getting <laughs> basketballs thrown at them, you can have something else to make you laugh along with it. And it's just a winning day. Ultimately, we hope that we make your days better, <laughs> that we bring some laughter into a hard or long day. So thanks for joining us. Bye guys. See ya. Today's episode is sponsored by a very crafty mommy.com and the story winner from this episode gets to design their own custom pair of earrings. Isn't that so much fun? So they get their own earrings from a very crafty mommy.com, but they don't just offer earrings. They have little girls, hair bows, headbands, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. So go check them out. Mm-hmm.